Good morning. Thank you all so much for being here. I'm Donna Quinn, and for the next half hour, you'll be listening to Talk of Our Towns. Today, we will be discussing a program which can make the difference, a huge difference in a child's life. A very important program, a nonprofit here in Astoria, Oregon. Actually, there are CASA programs all over the world. What is a CASA? Court Appointed Special Advocates. We're going to learn about this important program and upcoming training. You from, the, from, from your own home, you can learn to be a CASA volunteer, an advocate for a child. So my guests today are Chelsea Harper. Chelsea is the program manager for the Classic CASA program. Good morning, Chelsea. Good morning, Donna. I'm glad to have you here. And we're doing this over Zoom, first time that we have done this. So hopefully the sound quality is gonna be great. And we also have Sarah Jones. Sarah is a CASA volunteer. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning, glad to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here too. And uh, before we begin talking about what Plaza CASA program is, and of course there are CASA programs all over the, I don't know, all over the world, all over the nation. We'll find out more about that too. Uh, let's learn a little bit about each of you, please. So Chelsea, please tell us about yourself. Hi, uh, well, I have been living on the, um, the Oregon coast for about 10 years, and I um, am a mother of three children. Um, all of them are teenagers. And I um, have been a part of Clatsop Casa for six years, I believe. I started as a volunteer and um, have been the program manager for about three years. Um, and the reason I do the work I do is, um, well, I'm, I am an adopted child and I have three children that are adopted and um, I have a background in social work. And this is just um, such an important cause and, an important thing to spend my time and energy into because it means so much to me. So um, I have been doing this, uh, it's just been a big part of my life. Yes, and it makes a huge positive difference. And we're gonna hear some of those stories later. And um, thank you. So background in social work and where were you living before you moved to the coast? Um, I was living in the Midwest in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, and, um, our family moved out here um, at the time for my husband's work. So um, we love being in Oregon. It's amazing. And um, it's a big change from the Midwest for sure. Indeed, it's true. Well, <laughs> welcome. We're so happy to have you. And Sarah Jones, please tell us about yourself. Well, I was born in Astoria and I have lived in Clatsop County most of my life. Um, I have raised one son, he's an adult, lives in Arkansas. I grew up in a pretty big family and four of my nieces and nephews are adopted, two from foster care. And I grew up doing um, kids in foster care. And let's see, I was a nurse for several years. I'm retired and um, just looking for a way to make our community stronger and safer and a good place for children. So, and you've been a CASA volunteer for how long? Two years, a little over right. two years. Yes, mm -hmm. good. Well then, um, now let's talk about what CASA is. So please, uh, Chelsea, would you describe what a CASA program is, please? Yes, of course. So um, CASA, as you said earlier, stands for a court appointed special advocate. 
Um, and CASAs are community volunteers who advocate for children um, who have been abused and neglected that are in the foster care system. So in the state of Oregon, we have a statute that says every child in foster care must have an advocate appointed to them. So uh, the court appoints CASA, the program, to each child in foster care. And our program recruits and trains volunteers um, to um, be appointed to each case so that each child that's in foster care has one consistent caring adult in their life um, as their case moves forward. Um, and our program has been around since um, 1992 um, and became a 501c3 nonprofit in 1999. Um, we received most of our funding um, through private um, donors and grants. Um, we get a little bit of money from the state, um, but we do fundraising and, and all of that to keep our program going. And am I correct? I think that um, I've had uh, people with involved with CASA on the radio program in the past. And I think I remember that a judge or an attorney said, you know, we're missing something. There's a gap here in our system. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Originally, the original beginning of CASA began in Seattle in the early 70s, and it was started by a judge that felt like he didn't have enough information when he was making these very important decisions for children in care. And he thought, it, wouldn't it be great to have a volunteer that is a legal party to the case that can give me a little bit more information, that can give, me a that can give him a different perspective and so that's really how the program began. He gathered a bunch of individuals and um, volunteers, and they began advocating for children. And now every county in the country um, has a CASA program um, um, so that across, across the whole nation, um, children in care are receiving advocates um, to help them while they're um, in the foster care system. Is, is CASA just in the United States or is this an international program? That's a great question. <laughs> I believe it's just in the United States, although I I would have to do some research, but I, I think there are probably similar type programs across, yes. across the world. Yes, exactly. And they operate differently depending on the laws of the, of the country. Well, CASA is the heart. CASA puts the... Um, you know, puts the human face on something because we have our laws, we have our judicial system, but we all know that we don't understand the backstory sometimes, and we need to understand the backstory to make a wise decision. And so a CASA advocate is specifically trained uh, by you all um, to be able to understand all of the different dynamics that are going on so that they can best advocate for the child's best interest. Absolutely. Um, our training is 30 hours. Um, it's very intensive. Um, and it is where we really get into the um, understanding of an advocate's job of, of looking into every area of this child's life while they're in care and um, advocating for their mental health needs, for their health needs, for their education, um, anything that the child needs, any services that that the child needs while they're in foster care. Um, we train our volunteers to um, really get to know that child individually 
and really to um, read up and gather as much information on, on, on this family so that we can make sure they're having all of the resources that they possibly need um, while they're in care. Um, a, a case runs about a year long. So a CASA volunteer has to commit to um, a year of um, being committed to this child. Oftentimes the CASA volunteer is the only person in a child's life that is consistent through foster care. Children have many um, caseworkers sometimes through the life of their case. They might change therapists, they might have to move foster homes, but ACASA will stay with them from the beginning of their case until that case closes. That is so important, consistency during this, you know, this traumatic trying time. And of course, we're gonna talk about how the pandemic has changed what you all do with your training. Um, so, and there is an upcoming training come, that's on February 17th, Wednesday, February 17th at noon. And we're gonna talk about more about that because uh, this is a great opportunity for people to become a CASA and make a difference, a positive difference in a child's life. And then Sarah, you've been doing this for two years. Why were you first interested and what is it that feeds you, nourishes you, keeps you doing this work? Because I have had many CASA volunteers on the program over the years and they just light up when they talk about it and how, what a, how much they've learned, how much they have been enriched by becoming a CASA? Probably the very best thing about being a CASA is watching what, watching your child um, get to know you and feel secure that you're going to show up for them, that your focus is on them. And all these people that are trying to bring things together to improve their lives, to make their lives safe and nurturing, you get to focus on them. The people in the team really listen to the CASA volunteer, and, and that's very rewarding. Um, sometimes there's a lot of work uh, needed for the parents or for the foster care parents, the support needed there, but our focus is on how the child is progressing through this, and uh, they do react to you. They get kind of attached and they light up when they see you because there's a caring adult that I've seen before and I know will speak for me. My two cases happen to have been um, young children that cannot speak for themselves yet. So um, it took extra observation to make sure that all the resources were there and that they were benefiting the child. I hope that answered your question, Donna. I, I get pretty excited about CASA. Well, because again, we've seen uh, what a powerful difference it can make in a child's life and that they yes. need that consistent person. And of course, in the past, CASA before COVID, uh, the CASA volunteer would meet the child. They would, they would get together and, and uh, in person. And so how has that had to shift now? How are CASA volunteers working with their children now? Do you, I can tell you what I do for, for the case that I'm on now. Um, we've met outdoors, even in this cold and rainy weather, we find a, a, a time where we can meet outdoors, even going for a walk and keeping our distance. Um, it, my, my little person right now is, um, He's very generous 
and he wants to be close to me because he's seen me before, like he's close to his mom or he's close to his grandma. Um, so that's a little bit of a challenge, but I think he's understanding that this, this lady that comes with a mask on her face, I've seen her before. Um, so we make, make do with that following real careful precautions because we don't want to spread anything or get anything. Exactly. Yeah. Chelsea, why don't you tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously Zoom is the word of the word of the day, the word of the year, the word of who knows how long. Um, so how are you facilitating these trainings? Yes, um, so we held our first virtual training by Zoom in the fall and it was very successful. Um, uh, so we met on Zoom for five weeks and a lot of the training curriculum changed so that the volunteers are doing um, more of a guided learning at home. And then we meet up on Zoom and, and discuss um, the information that they, and the homework that they did. Um, so that's changed the dynamic quite a bit, but it's been successful. Um, every time a volunteer completes a class, they have to be sworn in by the judge. Um, and because we don't have court in person right now, we do court also uh, virtually. Um, we did our swearing in ceremony um, on Zoom, which actually was kind of fun and, and in a way more personal because we could all talk to each other um, and including the judge as well um, for that. So it's, it's definitely changed, but it's worked and we're gonna, we're planning to do our spring training on Zoom as well. And so Okay, now, okay, the audio just went away for a second, but um, so why don't you talk a little bit about, okay, can everyone hear me, I hope, um, I, there's no way to know feedback right now, but uh, okay, so Chelsea, uh, the training that is happening, and we should ask people to go to your website, because it's, it's, uh, it's Klatsopcasa, C-L-A-T-S-O-P-C-A-S-A, Klatsopcasa.org, and yes. go ahead. Oh yes, that's correct. <laughs> and your and the uh, and and what are the requirements for a casa? What does it cost? And need? Is there a certain age? Is there a certain uh, background? What what does it take to become um, a court appointed special advocate? That's a great question. Um, casas have to be twenty one years old. Um, they don't have to have requirements as far as education or specific social service history. Um, the wonderful thing about our volunteers is there's there's so many they come from so many different backgrounds and their expertise in their own personal life they bring that to the case um, so there's no requirements that way our trainings are uh, free of charge and we um, do train pretty intensely and we do a lot of interviews with our volunteers to make sure that this is a right fit for them um, and we um, encourage that they have continuing education every year. They have to continue learning and growing. Um, and we try to provide those opportunities for them. Um, so a volunteer can come from any, any background. We have volunteers that are retired. We have volunteers that uh, work full-time. Um, there are single parents. So it's, it's really a great a variety of, of people that we get to work with. Thank you. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Talk of Our Towns. I'm your host, Donna Quinn, and today we're talking about the Clats of Costa program. 
uh, Casa is a court-appointed special advocate, a community volunteer who advocates for a child who's been abused or neglected. And Casa has been around for quite a long time. They have, they've made significant differences uh, in the lives of these children, um, and which makes our community stronger and better today. My guests are Chelsea Harper. She is the Clatsop Casa Program Manager. She is uh, here in Astoria, Oregon. And then we have Sarah Jones, who is a volunteer and has been a CASA for the last couple of years. When you talk about the training, it sounds like somebody, a CASA, someone who's interested, might want to have a bit of an interest in the law. Because um, when you talk about the CASA reading and becoming familiar with the case, they do need to read legal documentation, correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, there's lots of court reports and lots of information we gather from the courts, um, as well as history of the family, um, police reports, if those are involved. Um, there's a, actually a lot of reading involved in being a CASA. Um, so it does help if um, folks are interested in, um, in the courts and the law. It definitely makes it simpler, but we also spend a lot of time in training um, going over those documents and um, showing our CASAs exactly what it is they will be um, reviewing. And CASAs go to court as well. So they report to the judge and um, speak in court. Um, they're a legal party to the case. So they have, they sit up at the council table with all of the other lawyers and um, in, uh, talk on the, in the best interest of the child in court. So, and Sarah, were you intimidated by all that it, it sounds like one should be interested in to become a CASA, was that something that was intimidating to you? Or did you say, oh, I'm gonna learn new things. I'm gonna make a positive difference in the world. I'm gonna help a child and it's gonna exercise my brain because I'm gonna learn new things. All of those things, Donna. Um, I was intimidated, but I, I want to say that the CASA staff is very supportive. Every step of the way, they'll be right with you in court. I didn't know who did what or where to sit and they, they let me know um, what to do. And um, the, like I said before, the whole team, everybody there, the lawyers, the judge, everybody wanted to hear what the CASA person had to say, their observations of the child and how they thought the case was going. So the, the support is wonderful. So again, the CASA brings the heart, um, the heart and, you know, the, the child's best interest, um, yes. because sometimes that's, people get lost in the system. And this is a way of, of, of that's that safety net, really. What, Chelsea, um, what do you think are some of the most, uh, I guess, stories which would touch people's parts about the CASA program over the time that you have been the CASA manager and you were a volunteer too before. So what is it that speaks to you and that has been the most significant thing that's made you wish to continue doing this and nurtures you in this work? Yeah, well, there's so many great stories um, um, and really great outcomes. We know that um, when there's a CASA involved that children are less likely to end up in the system. And so for me, I know in the cases I've been in, like Sarah said, getting to know the child, um, visiting that child monthly, sometimes uh, more than that, and really 
um, listening to them, even if they're really little, um, paying attention to their lives. It, 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 and then taking all that information and making sure um, that these children, when they enter care, they don't leave worse off than when they entered, you know, that they're walking away from um, a, a very scary situation um, into something real positive. And knowing that when we go to court, um, we're being heard and um, the judge and everybody wants to read our reports. They want to um, help the child. It's our job when we go to court to bring that child to life before the judge so she knows or he knows all about that child. And that's what we get to do. And um, uh, sometimes the children get to come to court with us and that's always exciting. Um, we have cases um, uh, where, where an advocate has followed through the whole case with that child, the case closes and they still continue a relationship um, with the family, the permanent family and that child. Um, and that's really special to know that we have that opportunity. Well, let's talk about some details uh, for the training because we need to let people know how to sign up for that, how to register for this free training. So let's talk about the training. There's a volunteer orientation on Wednesday, February 17th at 12 noon. So let's talk about that. How do people sign up for that? So there's many ways to sign up for the volunteer orientation. Um, it's by Zoom. Um, our website, clatsapcasa.org, has the information and the Zoom link, um, or you can simply call our office um, and we can sign you up and email you the Zoom link directly. And our phone number is 503-338-6063. You can email our office and just say you're interested in the upcoming orientation and we will get all that information to you. And our email is casa at clatsipcasa.org. Um, and we also have a Facebook page. Um, and so we have the event on our Facebook page. Um, which is Clatsip Casa. If you search Clatsip Casa on Facebook, it'll show up and you can sign up that way. So we have many ways I, to sign up. I think you said it's 30 hours of training. So let's, uh, so, um, and, and this first uh, volunteer orientation will help people know, is this a good fit for me or not? I mean, that's- Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yes, so, so the orientation, so they'll go to the orientation and we will explain the program and the training pretty thoroughly and answer any questions. And from there, if they're interested in the training, we'll sign them up and we will begin on March 3rd um, for five weeks. And they'll have lots of homework to do during the week and we'll meet by Zoom to discuss, um, to discuss that week's assignment. And then we, um, our volunteers also attend court hearings as part of their training. So we'll set those up for them during that, that time. And um, we will, when the training's complete, if it's agreed upon that everybody wants to move forward, then we will have a ceremony with our judge and our judge will swear in our new CASA volunteers. And then we will um, move forward and they'll get a case and, and, it, and start their whole journey as a CASA. And right now you have a great need for volunteers. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, our, always, our hope is to always make sure that every child in foster care has a volunteer advocate. When they don't have a volunteer advocate, the staff monitors the case, but it isn't the same as actually having that one person 
that can pay attention to their case specifically. So uh, right now we have about 30 volunteers, but we are always um, training and recruiting new volunteers because we never know when new cases are gonna open. Um, and this is um, such a complicated time right now um, that everyone's lives have changed so much. So we're always looking for um, people that are willing to um, take this step and give some of their time to help these, these, the children that are going into care right now. Yes, and it's a rewarding experience for, for everyone. ACASA is really highly respected in the, in the legal system and very necessary. So I hope that anyone who just has the slightest bit of interest will pursue this, will reach out to you and will uh, go to the website and at least do the volunteer orientation training on Wednesday, February 17th at noon. And uh, we just have a few moments left. So I wanna give each of you a chance to just say any last thing perhaps we didn't talk about. So um, Sarah, anything else that you would like the listening audience to know about Clatsop Casa, being a Casa and, and why it would be a wonderful thing for someone to uh, reach out, take this step and become part of the program. One thing I really appreciated is getting to know all the community resources that are available for the child and for the caring parents or uh, foster parent. Um, it's really been good to see what, what all is available. Um, the children are the best thing they, they are. Um, it, it's great to see how they change with some st stability and um, with some connection. Y you can see the change in them. And has it changed you? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I've, um, we get to read all the legal documents, which really um, stretches your understanding of how things work um you i i don't let anything interfere with my planned visits those are a priority and um to see the children thrive even when you're not there thrive with the other connections or in school or physically is is very rewarding thank you sarah i'm so glad yes i can imagine some people could be uh, could find it fascinating to to learn so much more about our system. And Chelsea, any last thing that you would like the listening audience to know about the Clouds of Casa program and this opportunity for spring training to become a, a court-appointed special advocate for a child in our community? Yes, I just would encourage people to really consider this opportunity to serve. It uh, feels right now like um, we all want to stay home and, and not do anything, but the work that we do, we we're, we've been able to do virtually and still continue to make a difference even in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and by being a caring, consistent adult, um, CASA volunteers really are the certainty for these children in these uncertain times. Um, and so uh, we would just encourage and, and love to have you participate, whoever in the community is interested in our orientation in February or our training in March. and. Um, uh, it's 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 fun to add to our family. So um, please feel free to go to our website at clatsapcasa.org and check out any information. Thank you so much, Chelsea Harper. Thank you so much, Sarah Jones. And um, and kudos to the Clatsap Casa program. And uh, thank you for your time today. Um, 
thanks to everyone who listens uh, to Coast Community Radio, KMUN, Talk of Our Towns, which now airs the first Thursday of each month from 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Um, I want to thank Nevada at the station for his uh, technical expertise and my gratitude to local talented banjo instructor Michael Brun for his original theme music for this program. Until next week, let's all find a moment right now to take a very deep breath. It is so good for body, mind, and spirit. So let's take a very deep breath together right now. And now with gratitude, focus on the things that are going well in your life. There will always be those things that aren't going well. Focus on the things that are with gratitude and then give yourself a loving and compassionate hug or a pat on the back for being uniquely you, for doing the best you can because we are doing the best we can until we know better. And for being here now in this moment, the only moment that exists, the now moment on the amazing planet we call 